Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's a joy to be once again in the presence of the Lord and meditate upon His sweet scriptures. And today for the meditation we have Psalm 125. In this journey of studying the Song of Ascents, we are on the sixth song here in Psalm 125. In the previous Psalms 123 and 124, we saw the importance of praying for the mercy of the Lord in Psalm 123. And we saw the past miraculous deliverances that the psalmist enjoyed from various kinds of enemies and attacks in Psalm 124. Overall, the theme of Psalm 125 is trusting in the Lord and persevering in that faith and trust even in the midst of oppression of the wicked. In these five verses of the psalm, the psalmist talks about different principles for us to understand. And I have grouped it as three different principles. Number one, in Psalm 125 verses 1 to 2, the psalmist talks about God's security for those who trust in Him. God's security for those who trust in Him. Psalm 125 verse 3 talks about God's protection in the midst of evil dominion. And Psalm 125 verses 4 and 5 talks about God's righteous favor to the upright and His disfavor on the wicked. Let us look at these verses in detail. Psalm 125 verses 1 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved but abides forever. The word trust is a very strong word. It means to find security, to feel secure, to feel confident, to rely on something, to lean upon something, or to put one's confidence in something or someone. And trusting the Lord means we hand over our life to the Lord. We trust the Lord with our today's and tomorrow's. As we have trusted Him with the past, we now trust Him with the present and with the future. It is a heart attitude which says, Lord, I know you are able. I trust you to take care of this. Psalm 125 verse 1 talks about the great security for the people of God who trust in the Lord. And the state of the people who trust in the Lord are compared to Mount Zion which cannot be shaken or moved. The implication that is given there is a stability against whatever storms, against whatever winds, against whatever earthquakes that happen. Mount Zion is a picture of stability and strength. It remains constant and firm. The reason is because the Lord has chosen it as his habitation. It says so in Psalm 132. Dearly beloved, our stability comes because our Lord has chosen us as weak vessels to be his temple, his holy temple. And God's security comes to those people who trust in him. Psalm 125 verse 2 says, As mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forevermore. The great power of God which provides eternal protection for the saint of God is talked about here. Jerusalem was surrounded by many mountains and this is a picture of strength, of security and durability. And we likewise as saints of God, we have such a security and strength because of our Lord and because of our faith in Him. The protection that is offered by the Lord to His faithful ones is a surrounding 360 degree protection. A spatial protection, a physical protection, an emotional protection. And it is also an eternal protection because the word of God says this protection comes to us this time forevermore. Remember dearly beloved, we serve the Lord Jesus who said in John chapter 10 verse 27 to 28. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 
I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. The glorious picture of stability that we as saints of God receive at the hand of our Lord is that very same picture of our Lord being our shepherd, of the Lord being the one who takes care of us and nothing can snatch us from his hand. In verse 3, we see that the theme goes from that of God's security for those who trust in him to that of God's protection in the midst of an evil dominion that is happening. Psalm 125 verse 3 says, For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest on the land allotted to the righteous, lest the righteous stretch out their hands to do wrong. What does this verse imply for us? For the covenant people of God, he is in full control of their life situations. Even the unpleasant life situations are fully under God's control. When the nation of Israel went away from God, they allowed them to he allowed them to undergo many evil oppressions in the hands of the gentile rulers. Now, the main thing that we need to understand is while the purpose of the enemy or the evil domination in the life of Israel is to cause them to cry out to the Lord and the Lord himself arranges for this period in the life of Israel in the midst of that the lord promises in these verses that the rod of wickedness shall not rest forever on the inheritance of the righteous the wicked rulers would make life difficult for the righteous to hold on to their integrity the righteous people undergo severe testing while they are being ruled over by the wicked people but the word of god reminds us that he will not allow the scepter of wickedness to rest upon the inheritance of the righteous You see God convinced the psalmist that he will not let the wickedness become so severe that even the elect of God even the saints of God would turn aside from their faith If you see in 1 Corinthians Paul writes the very same thing that the Lord will not permit us to be tested above that which we are able but along with the testing he will also make a way of escape 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 says this The message that the psalmist wants to tell us the saints of god is that we have to persevere in the midst of the reign of wickedness for he shall not allow the scepter of wickedness to rest upon the inheritance of the righteous dearly beloved if you place your trust in the lord you are secure from turning to unrighteousness in desperation in your deepest trials the grace of god is never too far away and the lord assures you that your inheritance is secure in the lord's hands Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12 I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me what a glorious promise is been given to each one of us saints of god that the lord shall not allow the wickedness to reign over us he will not allow the inheritance that he has given us to be corrupted by the wicked people and now finally the word of god comes forth in verses 4 and 5 to a very sober section and there it says verses 4 and 5 talks about the favor of god that is resting on the upright people and also the disfavor of god that is resting upon the wicked people the word says verse 4 do good o lord to those who are good and to those who are upright in their hearts now these verses convey both verses 4 and 5 it conveys the coming of a day of reward or recompense where the righteous are going to be rewarded for their right choices 
and the wicked are going to be rewarded for their evil choices. The psalmist cries out to the Lord to do good to those who are good and upright in their hearts. The general plea to the Lord or the request to the Lord is that he would reward the, those ones, those people who have lived their lives, made their choices and desired the things which are in harmony with the upright and the righteous things of God rather than being fashioned by the wicked world. Meaning, the psalmist is crying out to God, God reward them for their right choices, for not having chosen the things of the world, for not having chosen the wickedness that is out there. Reward them for the right choices that they have made. Verse 5 likewise says, But those who turn aside to their crooked ways, the Lord will lead away with the evildoers. Peace be upon Israel. Verse 5 talks about those who turn aside to wickedness. Now this is an exceedingly sober verse. It's a very serious verse. Especially because of the implication that, number one, they were earlier on the right path. Number two, they made a conscious choice to turn away or turn aside from the path of the righteous. What we see there in these verses is a conscious abandoning of God and following after that which is worthless, often following an enticement of an evil. It is not a minor or an occasional deviation that is talked about in the original language. It says, it is, it's not a minor deviation from the way of the Lord, but it is a continual giving of oneself to doing sinful things which cause pain. For them, the punishment from God is that they would be led away along with the other people who are evildoers. How careful must we be to avoid such a deviation and to avoid such an end? Galatians chapter 6 verse 8 says, The one who sows in to his own flesh will reap from the flesh corruption. But the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And God wants all of us to be the ones who are sowing in the spirit in order to reap eternal life. He doesn't want us to fall short of that high calling of his. And finally, at the end of this psalm, the psalm ends very abruptly with the verse which says, Peace be upon Israel. The psalm, the way it ends, causes us to ponder three things in our heart. Number one. Do we trust the Lord? Then we shall be stable and we shall not be moved, irrespective of the opposition. Number two, are we under oppression? Hold on and persevere. The Lord will not cause the trial to extend endlessly. Number three, are we pursuing the path of righteousness or are we deviating from that way of the Lord and going down the path of the evildoers? Either way, the reward is sure and just. So let us live our lives exercising sufficient caution, introspecting, making sure that we are on the right path. Let us continue to meditate upon these truths and let us set our eyes upon the Lord Jesus as we continue the pilgrim journey towards him. May the Lord bless us all through the meditation of the scriptures.